start streaming. Hello and welcome to the final Friday Night Football of 2022. I nearly jumped a year there. Uh, today it is myself and Thamachum and the Yorkshire Mackham, Jacob Aviard. Hello everyone, good evening. Good evening, good evening. So uh, this will also be available on the streams, the podcasts, that's what it was called. Spotify, that's it. Apple Music, yeah. all, all good podcasting services after. So we're going to go through um, the last two games, mate, on, on this one. Um, so do, do you want to talk about the Wigan game first or do you want to do the Blackburn game? Because obviously... Do it in chronological order. We'll go with Blackburn first and then... We'll go Blackburn first and perfect. So, obviously, the end result being a 2-1 win against Blackburn on Boxing Day. So, Merry Christmas. Thank you very much, Sunland, for, for, for three points on that one. Um, relatively unexpected, considering how high in the table and how well um, Blackburn had been performing. In that one, um, I'll, let, I'll let you sum it up, mate. Um, what, did you, what did you think of the game overall? I think we were a better team overall. And... Because with Blackburn's goal in that first half, that was their only shot on target in that half, which is just mm -hmm. unfortunate. But generally, we were the better team, and I think I it wasn't I wasn't expecting that to be honest. I thought it was going to be a bit tighter than that. I thought, you know, it could have been a two, it could have been two old draw or a, something like that. But we we had a nice Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with that, mate. Nice synopsis. Telly, hello, welcome along to Friday Night Football. Um, I could just just in the intro of myself and Jacob just here. Um, so my synopsis of it, I was very frustrated with the game. Um, I know we ended up winning it, um, but like we said before, it is one of those games where I think we should have sealed it a little bit earlier. Um. It's obviously worked. We've won the game, so ultimately it doesn't really matter too much. But the amount of tension that's built up because we don't capitalise on some of our quite clear-cut, obvious goal-scoring opportunities is a slight concern. And like I said, we've won the game, so it doesn't actually matter at the end of the day. Um, but it did come down to um, a penalty again. <laughs> We we were relying on a penalty to get back into that game. Was it Ayala the uh, the goal for Blackburn? That was like you said, pretty much their only shout in in the match to get something from it. I I guess the stadium light is becoming a um, a difficult ground to come to or not. Um, but yeah, it looked like that. It does look like that. DJ's popped in the chat. Hello, mate. I hope you had a lovely birthday for the twins. And he said, um, <laughs> the, well, as we're recording this now, uh, Liverpool and Leicester are playing in the Premier League. Leicester were 1-0 up, and now it's 2-1 Liverpool with the same Leicester players scoring 2-1 goals. Um, I don't know why, but that reminds me of our absolute drubbing against Southampton when we lost 8-0. you remember that game? Just... Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> Luckily... I think we've we've long moved on from from that, and yeah, yeah, it's 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 long gone. But but getting three points against Blackburn is 
no mean feat. Well, <laughs> I was going to say not many teams have done it, but they only ever win or lose this season. They've uh, won 13 and drew, uh, lost 12. Not one single drawer in that. It was looking quite close with, with us to becoming a draw, but obviously, I don't know, the Blackburn players were like, yeah, no, we can't do this. <laughs> so, the, so they let us go that last-minute goal. Um, Telly's just popped in and said, once upon a time, we could take the lead and sit back at the moment. We're not doing that, which is what we're pleased. What, what she's... You're pleased about us not sitting back? And... There, can I read that again? <laughs> that didn't make much sense. Once upon a time, we would take the lead and sit back. At the moment, we aren't doing that, which you're pleased about. Right, okay. Oh, that took me way too long to, to understand. So... I, I think that's a relatively new philosophy. We, when you say once upon a time, you mean four games ago. Um, it's this season. I, would, I wouldn't say once upon a time it was... Once upon a time for me is like the League One era, like last season or before. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that we we didn't stop and we, we weren't going to stop against Wigan. Um do you think we sat back a bit against um, Blackburn, Jacob? Um, I mean, it, it, maybe I don't know. I mean, we were still good at one all, you know, and then, but it did look a bit. It wasn't definitely nerve wracking, but we still. I don't know. I feel like we still seem to give get some chances, but I don't know. What I mean, what was your? Did you think we sat back? At any point in black in the Blackburn game, I, it, we had a spell where we were reserving energy, and I could see that quite visibly between like the sixty fifth to probably the seventy fifth. There was like that ten, maybe up to fifteen spell. minute spell where we just we weren't really putting in one hundred percent of effort, and I think that's that was done against uh, um, Wigan as well. So no. I kind of feel like it is that right, lads. Play for the first first half. Do what you can. Come in half time, however high up or high behind we, uh, far behind we are, and work it out from there. Give 10, 15 minutes into the second half. Then we'll make loads of substitutions. Let the substitutes settle in, and then fire out again. That's what I think our current form is showing. Um, but yeah, um, correct me if I'm wrong. There, do, do you see that as a, a different? approach mm. so it, it, yeah it, it's that was seemed to be the way against Hull um definitely the way against Blackburn I'm not too sure against Wigan but I think there's a philosophy there that's been been taught by Mowbray and it's it's working it's clearly working because yeah. we're we're sat off in the oh. league yeah what for doing us a favor tonight as well by uh going behind 1-0 against Swansea <laughs> but yeah um is there any other moments that you'd like to call out from the Blackburn game? Because it feels like ages ago now. Yeah, not not the top of the head. I think there was a there were some times where at one point in game where a few times Blackburn nearly scored, and I think it might have been that blip you were on about when we sat back and there were a few chances Blackburn in the second half could have scored, but they didn't. And 
Sims's goal was just it was cheeky. I think it was a cheeky goal. But yeah, like a it sort of looks like a tapping in a way, but it, it wasn't a tapping. But it's sort of like you know, oh, nice. It was a curled toe punt, mate. <laughs> it was really yeah. bizarre because I kind of felt like he wanted to try something different there, but it, at least he got the connection with the ball and put it in the back of the net. But I don't think, yeah, I don't think the toe punt knuckle twist curly thing whatever it was was what he intended but yeah it, 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 it's a bit that's something Arsenal were doing it what Sims did probably that's probably something Arsenal were doing in the Premier League I, do you know what I think he was genuinely trying to do lace it what? I think he was trying to lay, um, use the top of his laces and cushion it around um, for mm. the top bins obviously didn't quite connect where he wanted to on his boot and Still went in, so who cares? Yeah, it was. That's the main thing. He, he, he did, mm-hmm. and he did all the movement to get into that shooting position. So, yeah, I, I'm happy with. I'm happy with Sims and Stewart um, in that yeah. game, and to be fair, over the last couple of games as well. Um, should we move on to the Blackburn game? I know we've not not Blackburn. Move on from the Blackburn game to the Wigan game. Um, I know we've not long started, but what a game! <laughs> what a performance. Um Yeah. So summarise it up in and in, in how you saw it, mate. Magical. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Elaborate I, a bit, mate. I wasn't expecting a four one win, to be fair. I, I was thinking two nil. But I mean the Wigan Wigan's goal were Patterson should have done something about that, but Generally, in that game, we were better than Wigan. We Wigan, we Wigan rarely got it into their half. Like they rarely had any shots. We were more so at them, mm-hmm. and they didn't seem frightening, did Wigan? And there's a re- and that's why they're in the rele- they're, they're in the relegation for a reason because of the leaky defence and there's, not getting the results that we need. There's something seriously amiss at Wig- at Wigan right now. I think we yeah. we capitalise on that quite a lot. Um, what do you think? What do you think it is? What's wrong there? I don't know. They've they've got a new gaffer in Colo Torre there, right? Yeah, and I think maybe he could turn things around for them. Because you, you never know. But I mean, didn't they lose four one to Middlesbrough as well? Yep, and they lost another four one uh, the week before that as well. They've had a absolutely horrific run of form. Um, if I quickly just load up their stats while. Um, yeah. Yeah. While while we get do that, so um, yeah. Oh, Dean's popped in. Says sometimes it looks like they were trying to pass the ball into the goal. Are you talking about Blackburn with that? Because <laughs> Wigan weren't trying to do anything. I think they were just trying to settle out as much as possible for a draw. It was it was one of the worst Wigan teams I've seen in a long time. Uh, yeah, they lost four one to Middlesbrough. And they lost 4-1 to Middlesbrough earlier in the season. <laughs> they lost 5-1 to Burnley. Burnley. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last two games is 4-1. They lost Sheffield United 2-1. They picked up a point against Millwall. They beat Blackpool, who were struggling as well, 2-1. Lost to Coventry, drew to Swansea. Mate, they, they've, they've won three games since the start of October. That's really really poor and um you can see why they're they're dropping down 
there has been a goal in the league um, in the Reading match, uh, and that sees Norwich climb to fourth, Sunderland slip to fifth. Um, we'll talk about the other games in the, in the league. Obviously, they're on this stream. They're, they're just showing up how that impacts the, the table live here. Um, but yeah, on the Wigan game, Sunderland did try to play like Arsenal of old, um, passing it into the net. And I kind of feel it matched our style of who was on the pitch. If we didn't have Ahmad, um, if we didn't have Barr, if we didn't have uh, Sims up front as that, as that um, holding number nine, I don't think we would have tried that tactic. We changed up our tactic early second half to long balls because we realised our players had a lot more pace than their defenders. So pinging it over the top of them seemed to be yeah. what ended up being the most successful route. We Obviously, our first goal, clean as you like, that um, an actual set-piece goal from a corner, then whipped in, and Hume tries to... Ha I think he tries to have a shot. He pings it across the face of the goal, and Ella Sims is there in an empty net, essentially. He does have a defender to his left, but he just, it's a tap-in. There's a huge amount of space in front of the goal, um, headed over the line from about a yard out. Perfect start for Sunderland. Exactly what we deserved in that. And then, for some reason, the last five minutes of that first half, Wigan decided to turn up for a tiny bit of the game. And you had that McLean effort from their corner, which struck the woodwork. And then, about two minutes after that, they get their, I would say, a very, very fortunate goal. Um, with a, I would say, about 25 to 30-yard shot which Patterson is, I think, a bit of a culprit on this one, um, to slip that pass, uh, to, to slip the pass, to carry it straight to the um, the Wigan striker, Keane. And, yeah, easy tuck into the bottom right corner. And that was an absolute gift. The fact that Wigan didn't see that as a starting point for them actually turning up for the rest of the game is why I think they're going to struggle for the rest of the season. Uh, and that's how the first half ended. Is there any other moments in the first half that you can remember that you think, do you know what? Something needs to be called out here. So Something needs to change. Mm, not that I know. I know Wigan had another good shot. It were, I think it won McLean who kicked it and it just went past this bar. Yeah, it hit, it hit the woodwork. Hit the woodwork. Yeah. Um, it hit the left post, didn't it? Yeah, Pat Patson nowhere near it. But you're also forgetting the. I, I say we're forgetting. I'm forgetting that the um, Ahmad shot that hit the crossbar when he. Oh yeah, yeah. That was it. That was just inside the first half as well. So I, th I think we had eight shots in the first half and four or five on target to to their three and two. And their, their two of them were that goal. So, considering they the, they were the home team and they barely put in half a shift, I'm saying there's something systematically wrong at Wigan and I can see them going down. Um, based on their first half alone, the second half is where they crumbled. But 
yeah. Do you think <laughs> this is going to be a bit of a weird question? Do you think changing their manager has ultimately gonna is it gonna ultimately help them, or do you think it's gonna just cement where they're going? I don't know. I mean, Colo, he's not been a. I don't think he's been a manager or coach before, but you never know. He could surprise us, or well, he could get him to survive and that. But I don't know. Maybe because of the team that they've got, that he's got, he might still struggle. But I, I don't know. I, I think he could maybe change the team, but because they've still got some time left. But oh yeah, there's there's, there's plenty of time left, but. They need to get rid of some of their players. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't fit, Asgard was a standout player for them last night, and he had a very mid game. Um, and yeah, McLean uh, have a good game. I think McLean actually did have a good game, but he is an absolute merchant. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand him. Um, when they scored their goal, he did a sliding like celebration away towards all the Sunderland fans. He was an absolute pleb. Hashtag Hounslow, welcome along. Um, and yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I can't really, I can't really say Wigan have a good opportunity for survival this season if if they keep what they're doing. Um, and I don't know, they need something massive to kick them up the arse. You would have thought that's normally the sacking or changing of a manager. Getting, I say getting rid, Alex Neil jumped ship from Sunderland earlier this season and getting in Tony Mowbray has ultimately worked out for us considering where we're currently sat. I I am going to put myself out on a limb here and say I think we would be in a much worse position league-wise if we kept Alex Neil in charge. Even though the team were playing for him, I think the team have adapted very quickly to this change of head coach and have, have kicked on quite well. I think it took them a game or two to get back into a good rhythm and understand what, what Tony Mowbray wants. Um, and this December period has just gone from strength to strength, um, whole game aside. So, yeah. Um, changing of managers, I don't think, is going to save uh, Wigan. Yeah. Do you think they need another one? Or because he's what this is his fourth game and he's lost four on the bounce? I know he's he's drew his first game, didn't he? He drew his first game and then uh lost the other three. I think still give him some time, maybe give him up until give yeah. him until I don't know, maybe do you think end of January or that's four, that's four more games. They they are playing Hull, which Yeah. It, I would say if they're not picking up points against Hull, that for me is a sign that Colo <laughs> is not a great appointment. If yeah, because yeah, that's five games without any points. Yeah, they've scored three, four goals in that, but they've conceded four, three, four, eleven goals. They've scored, they've scored four and conceded eleven in four games. It's. Yeah. It, Goal difference is going to be a big factor in, in team survival this season. Just look how tight the points are between um, Norwich in fourth down to Stork in 17th. Six points in it? Bizarre. Yeah. So the league's that tight. Goal difference will make a huge impact. And yeah, 
I think they've just they've just fell off, really. Um, yeah, it's kind of shocking because I thought Wigan would be mid table, maybe not too mm-hmm. far from us. But yeah, uh, based on how yeah, they performed last season as well, mate. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Out of all promoted teams from League One, us, Rotherham, and Wigan, we're doing the best. Other t- Rotherham and Wigan aren't that great when you think about it. I don't think anybody would disagree with that, mate. That that Rotherham are twenty first, are just outside of the relegation zone. Um, so the teams with the least amount of wins this season is Rotherham, Blackpool, and Wigan, all on six. So that gives me a little bit of confidence that Blackpool are a team that we should, we should, and I'm not trying to jinx it here that we should be beating. Um. But yeah, uh, we, we're going to screwed. I'd, yeah. Moving on to their second half, I think they just, I don't know, they, they felt like a house of cards. It was it was kind of majestic to watch if you were a neutral, but even better if, if you're a Sunderland fan. Um, the first 15 minutes of that second half, though, mate, really uneventful. And I was getting quite concerned on the live stream. I, I don't, don't think you said too much around that period, but... What were your thoughts in the first 15 minutes of that before we made that, that triple substitution? It did seem a bit edgy. It did seem a bit nervy. Like Wigan, you know that spell in first half where they wanted it. It seemed like they carried on that little bit of wanting it more or mm-hmm. doing well. Yeah. But then and subs needed to be done and I think Mowbray realised what was wrong. So he made the changes and that, that actually worked in our favour to, towards us winning the game. A triple substitution, though, mate. That's yeah. that's really yeah. rare. Um, so Mitchell yeah, came Wigan off. Just made one. Yeah, Wigan only made one. They took off their best player, that Asgard. Um, they put Shinny on in in his place. Um, we went for the uh, triple substitution, didn't we? Um, you had Mitchell who came off. Um, oh, who else came off? It's going to show me in a second on this on this on this video printer. Sims came off, didn't he? Yes. So it was Sims, Mitchut, and uh, come on, video printer, help me out here. <laughs> um, it's going to take like three seconds. There you go. Clark, Clark came off. So Pritchard came on for Mitchut, Stewart for Clark, and Roberts for Sims. <laughs> I think obviously those substitutions kind of vamped up our energy again. We go on the attack, we get the penalty, um, nicely, nicely tucked into the bottom corner off the post from Stewart, and then we have another injury. Um, Pritchard goes off about six minutes after he came on, and that would have concerned me a lot more if we didn't have the second goal at that point um because the work he did to get that penalty the 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 passes he did make when he was on the pitch were really good um but he didn't have enough time on on to to even get a rating so he comes off and Matedia comes on and then three minutes later Jacku and Bar make a sub all five used up at the 70 minute mark I was, I know we're two one up. I was very concerned then as well because all of those for me is uh, 
brave. Tony Mowbray is a very brave man for making five subs with over 20 minutes, well, 19 minutes, but plus injury time, over 20 minutes left of the game. Did you have any kind of concerns like I did around that or not? Um, sorry, repeat it again. He made all five subs by the 71st minute mark. Yeah. Are you concerned at that point? 20 minutes left. No no game changes at no. the end. No, because it seemed like we that helped us and we... We get with after that Wigan spell. We seem to have got back into the game, you know. So it seemed like we woke up a bit and realised, you know, the here for the taking. No, let's, let's not let's not go for a draw. We shouldn't be drawing against Wigan. Let's go for it, you know. So I think it was a bit of a slap in the face to say <laughs> no, come on. So Did... I wasn't worried. I thought I could see us maybe getting a win. I, well, I could definitely see us getting the win. I, I think we we understood that Wigan were there for the taking. I was concerned for a couple of seconds. Then I looked at the stats. At that point, Wigan had made a second shot, a shot on target in that second half. So we were 2-1 up, and they were still putting out the same kind of shit they were in the first half. So these subs come on to be game changers and the only way to change a game if you're 2-1 up is to make it even better, right? <laughs> when you're coming yeah. on as a sub. So the fact that we scored two more goals didn't surprise me. I did predict the 4-1 win. Um, <laughs> the weird scoreline to predict, but I, I could see it coming. It just had to be done right. The Patrick Roberts goal and the Diallo goal. The Diallo goal, my is that was a beauty. Um, I'm yeah. going to say it's it's going to be on the contenders for goal of the month. Um, yeah, absolute screamer. But yeah, I I think Sunderland played ourselves off the park. That five substitutions by the 70 minute mark against any other team would have absolutely terrified me. But against this Wigan team, yeah. it was it was soon nulled away. Um, I. I Calm my nerves over it and was rewarded with um, another goal about 10 minutes later with that um, Patrick Roberts Neil combination. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm chuffed. I'm chuffed a bit. Yeah, it was a good game. <laughs> okay. It was good. It was good. If every game was like that for Sunderland, I think we'd be, we'd be where Burnley are, essentially. Um, yeah. With that aside, mate, we are next in action against Blackpool on the 1st of January. And there has been rumours between uh, Boxing Day and now about Ross Stewart leaving us. Yeah. How concerned are you about him leaving? And if he does leave, what do we need to do? Uh, I'm in the middle. It's like I think yeah and no. He could leave, as in like it's like I don't know. It's because these rumors were going on. I feel like I've we heard these rumors, didn't we? Hear them like we heard them in the well. no, we heard them in the previous transfer window. Yeah. So and he didn't. And of course, he didn't go then, but it's 
it'd be it, it will feel like another manager situation he'll go for it'd be because of money and that but if we get if we get rid of another if we get rid of him it'd be a little bit concerning but it'd be good also because we'll be getting a lot of money for him which could help us get an even a better striker maybe than Ross Stewart I, I so, don't I, I don't bang for buck at the minute I don't think there is a better striker in the championship there's obviously some really good goal scorers in the championship don't get me wrong but the amount we're paying him as it stands yeah per goal it's an it's it's basically we're going by the bargain bin comparatively um what i think we need to do if we want to keep him is let him talk to these other clubs let him talk to middlesbrough um who else was he linked with um was he linked with um West Brom, I think. Yeah, I think he was linked to one he linked to someone in the Prem as well. If the Prem's coming, Colin, um then it'd be daft not to go. Um, because the Prem has money. Whereas we have potential future money if we do do well in, in yeah. the cups and tournaments. So yeah. Um if the Premier League is looking at him, I can see him leaving. Um we'd want a good chunk of change to get get somebody in to replace him but irrespective of if he stays or goes we do still need a, a third out and out name striker um somebody who's learned their career as a as a striker um i know we've done quite well with the youth market at the minute but in the january transfer window it's it's, it's time to patch up those big wounds and that injury crisis with Sims and Stewart for that eight week spell. We did do okay. Yeah. We did do okay in that spell. Don't get me wrong, but you could see in our team, there was something missing. Um, it was at Watford through to um, the uh, Birmingham city game. Wasn't it? We were still, yeah. we were still having that striker injury crisis. So it's only really been since the start of December that we've had good options back up front like for the full 90 minutes <laughs> that's when we start to pick up a lot of good wins so yeah we need a second striker or third striker sorry um i don't think the club's not aware of this there was the speakman took a lot of flack for it as well um but we've got to trust what we've got and who is starting on every game in that game for to get us the three points because Otherwise, we'll be what we're going to do now, just putting a team out and hoping for the best. And I don't think that's where our teams are, our players are at, our head coach, our back office staff, are, or where our fans are at. Because we've performed so well comparative to the other two promoted teams, we've got, I think, that little bit of extra expectation from our fans now. We can see it's still possible. If you compare this time, um, that we're in the championship versus last time we've already superseded it by two two wins and it feels like it could be the right time but I think it's a little yeah. bit too early um, what are your thoughts mate? I mean I mean middles well if it goes to middles we don't have to move else but it It'd be a bit of a slap in the face, to be honest, because why would you want to go to fucking Middlesbrough, man? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, not, they're not a fuck, they're not a great club if you think about it. They're just, I don't know. You know they've got they've got a half de- they've got 
a half decent history. I'd say Middlesbrough pretty much historically are on par with where West Brom are at. And West Brom have had a good a good bump in their roller coaster. When they're flying high, they're flying high. And Middlesbrough have been the same. They haven't quite flew as high as Sunderland have in the past or um Norwich or Burnley, but this they're a half decent club historically. Um but they're not Sunderland, you're right. Um does it have vibes of Alex Neal to Stoke to you? In a that way, side. yeah. That fucking side. <laughs> In a way, yeah. Because it's like, a bit worse because it's like the Judas, really, and he's going to a rivalry club, and why would you want to piss the fans off? It's it's a bit of a stupid decision, really. I, I, I don't really class Middlesbrough as a rival, though. I, th- I think it's more of a... Not as much as Newcastle, but I still don't like them, really. No, no, I get that, but I kind of feel like Sunderland and Newcastle are against uh, Sunderland and Middlesbrough are against Newcastle in the northeast, rather than Sunderland versus Middlesbrough, and it's like a trifecta. I think it's more like the two red teams don't like the black and white team. Um, yeah, I, well, I thought it could be Borough and Newcastle don't like Sunderland, but I, th- I think Borough don't really like us that much because we've had that better history, but. And we're there, we are their closest team, but they're not ours. So, yeah, I don't know. It kind of feels like it's a, it's a yappy, a yappy neighbour than anything else. Yeah. Pardon me. There's been another goal in the championship, by the way. Um, a second goal for Swansea. So Watford 2-0 behind, looking likely to drop points tonight. That's good for, good for Sunderland. Cements them in the playoffs for New Year's Day. That's brilliant, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Where were we? We were top of the league this time last season in League One, weren't we? Yeah. And then we had that horrible February. So, no, it was horrible January, wasn't it? Yeah. We. I, I'm. We we got Alex Neal in on Valentine's Day. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. There were a picture leaked of him at a train station and he was looking at a sheet of paper in a Sunland tracksuit. Someone leaked, it got leaked. Yeah. Was it, it wasn't We Philly and uh, SFC Fan TV, was it? I don't think so. People were saying saying that Alex Neal looked a lot like Dominic Cummings, but I just thought, no, just no. He does not look like Dominic Cummings. I mean, don't give Dominic Cummings a little bit of disservice there, mate. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Fine. All right. So, Blackpool game. Go for. I'm going to go for your prediction first. Blackpool. Uh, mm-hmm. Two one Sunderland. Two one Sunderland. Okay. Um, mm. I'm. I'm going to go for a very clean away three nil win. All right. Yeah, no. It it seems it seems unlikely that Sunderland keep a clean sheet, but <laughs> um I, I think the teams in that bottom bottom quarter of the of the, the league are there for a reason now. Um earlier in the season it it could be just like you had a couple of games bad here and there, but now it's now it's at the stage of you've had a terrible season. So yeah, three 0 in that Blackpool Blackpool game. Uh, Bigfoot Disc Golf Shop has just popped into the chat and said, "Percentage chance we lose Pritch or Ross in the window? 
is Charlie White's career done? So percentage that we lose Pritchard, I think, is about 20%. I think we're more likely to keep him than lose him, whereas Ross, I think, probably is the other way around. We are letting him and his agent discuss contracts with other teams in this league and um, apparently in the Premier League. So uh, that is interesting. It's how we get that information off him and his agent and then offer him basically whatever they say plus five percent i know they could offer like 20 million but we we need to be we need to be competing for him and i think his weekly wage is going to be a big big factor in how we keep him or not um if that premier league team is going to say yeah you can come to us but be the replacement for let's say if he went to i don't know <laughs> let's say if he went to man city but you're the, you're the backup for holland and Grealish and Foden, he would take that, right? He he's he's learning from the best. I doubt I doubt Man City would want him, but like if there is teams like Southampton or um, who else was supposed to be looking at him? Because you said somebody in the Premier League was looking at him, Jacob. Stewart. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think it might have been because there were an account on Instagram showing the badges of clubs that wanted him. I can't yep. remember who it was, but I, fe- I swear there were a Premier League team looking at him. I don't okay. know who, but I know other championship teams. I think Bristol City were looking at him. I think they were another team looking at him. I think Watford were a team as well. But basically, he's been looked at up and down, up and down the leagues. And the fact that that many that many people have put an expression of interest in on him says that he's likely to go to one of these because if they're all fighting for him, they all understand his worth. And if we don't understand his worth to give him a, a peer bump, that's our fault. That's Speakman's fault. Yeah. Um, yeah, he used to negotiate a contract when he came into the club, but you can always renegotiate contracts at any point. The contracts can change, especially in employment. So consider this his promotion opportunity for Sunland, and we want to keep him. There's been another goal, by the way. Watford are now 3-0 down at Swansea, so that's pretty much ironed ironed on. And uh, yeah, goal difference against Sunderland and Watford is is starting to starting to be a bit of a gap. We we plus three our our last match, and then they've minus three so far. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Crystal Palace, Bigfoot says Crystal Palace were looking at him. Oh yeah, I think that might have been. That makes that sense. Yeah. And to, to answer the second question, is Charlie White's career done? I think his heart issue in that COVID era might have put him. It might have worried him a bit. Obviously, he returned, and he's um, he's still not a hundred percent there. I think his trajectory is finished. I don't think his career is finished. I think he will be. At this level in the championship, so 16th down, he'd be in that block of teams or League One or below. Um, and I think it's purely down to his confidence with his heart issue. Um, you've got to look at Christian Eriksen as a good example of what, what happens when you do have those heart issues and um, where you can perform thereafter. He went from Brentford to Man U, didn't he? Yeah, it it doesn't mean it's going to end your career. It just means you're you're likely to to struggle a bit. But yeah, I don't think his career's done. I just think his trajectory's done. 
there has been another goal. Birmingham City are 1-0 behind against Hull. So that is goals in every single game of the championship this this fine evening, this fine <laughs> four-degree December evening. Um, and all those games are in the 80th minute. So looking likely, we're 10 minutes away from basically starting the new year in the playoffs. Um, how happy you are? How happy are you with that? But I'm just amazed. It's just better than what I expected. Because I thought, I, I, I thought we would be around mid-table to be fair around this time, mm-hmm. but definitely not in the play playoffs. So it's just, yeah, I think we've we've had an absolute fascinating journey this season. Uh, there yeah. is there is one one goal in this league that would make all of these results our ideal, and that would be for Reading to level against Norwich. That means we retain our fourth spot, and um, it makes us potentially staying in that top six, uh, the top six, a little bit easier with a win at Blackpool. Right. So yes, we've done. We've done. <laughs> we've done the last two matches on this on this um on this stream. We've looked at the, the next match against Blackpool. We've looked at potential transfer windows. Um the only thing we haven't discussed that we normally discuss is the um the board of directors, the management, the ownership. Um I don't think it's a good time or place to do that because I, I think the club's in that that comfortable seat that we sort of like, holy shit. So no, <laughs> no sooner did I say it, it actually happened. Reading have scored. It's 1-1. One, one. Sunderland will stay fourth if the results stay like they are in this league. Thank you, Reading. Thank you, Reading. Oh, 1-3, Watford nil. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the ideal results for us. Um, also, kind of like that Birmingham Stoke hole they're all in that same bracket of teams now because they've had very similar seasons. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> so we've gone through everything, I think, um, that we would normally talk about. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, not on transfers. If, say, theoretically, we sell and we get a good good chunk of money for Ross Stewart, we've already discussed we need strikers. What else do you think we could do to cement and strengthen our team this season? Um, I think our midfield's um, stacked, right? Yeah, could we maybe get another goalie? Get another goalkeeper? That's what Bass is for, mate. We haven't we haven't given Bass a chance. Mm, I don't know. I mean, we we judge Bass off one game, don't we? And that was the Sheffield Wednesday game in a cup game, but. I think he'll play the next cup game for us. Yeah. Do you think maybe do you think we could get some new more defenders, or do you think we're all right with defense? Because I don't. I think yeah, mate. <laughs> That's, I don't know if you could tell by my question. I think defenders is essentially where we yeah. need more as well. What we're doing at the minute, I say what we're doing. I think what's happening at the minute is we're getting a lot of injuries, and defensively, it's starting to create more gaps and not a consistent back three or four depending on which formation we choose 
Um, so there's no consistency at the back and defence historically plays better when they know how each other work and each other's work rate and how they would like to close down somebody trying to lob the ball off the top versus somebody trying to pass it down the wing. A, uh, um, a dribbler like um, Clock or Roberts coming at them. The defenders like consistency, essentially, is what I'm getting at. I think if we sold if we sold Ross, I'd like to see us get two strikers, mid mid strikers who have some level of say a four to one goal to game ratio, and then I'd much rather have a solid defender that we're going to use week in week out. Somebody on this similar ilk to Danny Barth or uh, Dan Ballard, really right yeah. as well. Like those three together, uh, yeah. So, um, Bigfoot said some help to Patterson he's done quite well if he went down who would step up right now and I think we are reliant on Bass but like I said we, we judged him on that one cup game and written him off as a yeah not a, not a good option and not ready but I do, Patterson made a mistake in that Wigan game just every player makes a, dis, a mistakes here and there otherwise every game would be a nil-nil. So, yeah, I, I, I think we'd, we've, if he does go down, we've got to trust that Bass is good enough. Bass was a good replacement option, a second-string keeper. It's if, it's if Patterson gets injured and then Bass gets injured, what do we do then? Maybe recruit from the youth squad or work something out from there. But I think goalkeeper-wise... You can only ever have one goalkeeper on the pitch. So stressing about having two or three. Yeah, I think it's a bit much um, and potentially a waste of expense. Agree, disagree? What do you reckon, Jacob? Is that like, would you say like give Bass more of a chance? Cause... I, th- I think give Bass more of a chance before we write off that we need him replaced. Yeah, definitely, because... Yeah, when you think about it, you can't just judge him off one game, can you? Because you never know. There might be times where we play him maybe in some league games and he could be just as good as Patterson. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I won't, don't write him off. See how he does. And then if he yeah. if he's crap, then sell him in summer, get rid of him in summer and get someone else in. Yeah, because he's not getting game time. But he's, what, what's, his, what's his place? It's very replaceable, right? Um, yeah. So Telly popped in and agreed with me to like 90% of my statement. We need a decent defender with a bit of height. I think height in the box is something that we, we do lack and we have conceded about four corners this season because they're in front of their, their mark and it's just a bit short. Um, sorry, I'm just going to interrupt that um, uh, row four and say Watford are now losing 4-0 against Swansea. I do find that funny. Um, I bet Watford fans are absolutely livid. Uh, is that at Swansea or is it at... Yeah, it's at Swansea. Yeah. They're doing worse than what we did against Swansea or Watford. Uh, how, did, doing worse? how did we perform against Swansea? Didn't we lose 2-1? Two, two, yes, we lost 2-1. Uh, they got both the goals in the first half. Yeah. So... Yeah. But, They've definitely been worse than us at Watford. Here's a, here's a good question from Bigfoot as well. 
Uh, do you think Alex Neal made a mistake leaving Sunderland? Yeah and no, because I don't know. I thought if Alex Neal stayed, he would be somewhat similar position. Not playoffs, but around maybe mid-table. But I, he just won't put money, didn't he? he oh, won't yeah. Money. Absolutely, mate. I think the big difference would have been we would have picked points against Watford. Blackpool. Yeah. I don't think we would have picked... Uh, the way Preston were playing them that time, I think nil-nil was going to happen regardless of who's in charge. We'd have won against Middlesbrough. That, I think that Middlesbrough game, we'd have won under Neil. I think the Burnley game would have turned out different. I still think Burnley would have ended up winning that one, but not by not not by, not, not the way they did. Yeah, it would. Um, but other than that, and I can see him of us actually dropping points against other teams that we should have been beaten. Um, West Brom game is a bit of a freak as well for us. Yeah, it's very rare for Sunderland. Well, I'd say it's very rare. We've done it um, in our last. Two out of three defeats. We've went ahead and then lost the game. It's very rare for yeah. Sunderland to do that overall, though. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think ultimately, for Alex Neal's sake, if he's guaranteed to stay in the championship, regardless if he went from Sunderland or Stoke, he's closer to home. He gets a big, bigger pay packet, and. Um, he has to do less work again, essentially. Um, I think he's probably done the best thing for him in the short term. Long term, statistically, no, he's clearly fucked up. Because we're fourth, they're 17th. Yeah. He, he, did, he, did a, he did a stupid thing for his CV. He did a good thing for his living conditions. Which sounds weird, but yeah. Time will tell, essentially, with that one. I I think we've probably done better with him going because if he if he left the way he did, he clearly had no real um, what do you call it, loyalty to Sunderland. Yeah. Ah, uh, and here's another question. This is nice. How has Will Grigg fallen so badly? Now in a relegation battle, now wished he wouldn't have worked out with us. You wish he would have worked out with us. I mean, we spent big money on him because he had that, uh, what do you call it? That reputation of being um, <laughs> threatening for defences. And when he came to us, I think he just, he just settled down. He just didn't, he didn't care anymore. He got everything he wanted from his career at that point. He got the, the big, big club paying him big wages in a, in a shit league, <laughs> like I think he's at MK Dons actually. Is Will Grigg? On, yeah, I'm not sure if he's on on loan, but it kind of reminds um, me when Sunderland play, when ex Sunderland players go to another team and then they end up getting relegated. It's funny as fuck. Um, uh, what's he called? Jack Colback did it. Um, these Wigan players have done it. Every one of them: James McLean, um, <laughs> Max Power, um. Broadhead, they made the wrong decision by going with the money, and that sounds really bizarre. But money is a big factor for football players, and yeah, that's where I think history will will teach us a lesson. And hopefully, we manage to not fuck the money up with our Ross Stewart situation because we are a worse team statistically without Ross Stewart. So. 
hopefully we live we learn and we we um we keep them in the window at least we keep them for the rest of the season if we are going to sell them sell them in the summer when we can get potentially more wages for him because he's absolutely been on fire for us and he's earned us a playoff place that's the ideal right yeah <laughs> right i'm gonna um I'm gonna say are all these how long's left in these um in these games because they look like they're all in injury time. Um, I'm Swansea games nearly up. They're all yeah, they're all, all, they're all in the 90th minute, aren't they? Um, yeah. I was I was going to hold out for the end of the stream to see what happens with those other games, but the the one that actually impacts us, uh, the the Watford Swansea game, I think is done. The Norwich game is done. That's one one. That's full time now. So, yeah, I think we finish fourth. Yeah, we finished fourth. We finished twenty twenty two fourth in the championship. That is a huge return to where someone need to be, and um, I'm ha- I'm really happy with that. Uh, Telly said, rumoured to be worth 10 million, Stuart. I think we need 20 for him. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We, we need, we need, he needs to be a two for one kind of deal when we do, if he does get sold on. The worst yeah. thing we can do is uh, not offer him a new contract and um, fuck up. Fuck up out, yeah, fuck up a long term profit from him. If he does want to go, let him go. Yeah. But I do feel a bit more at ease because we'll get a lot of money for him and that could lead us to getting someone just as good as maybe Stuart, you know. But I, um, I think if we... There is a couple of players down in this struggling section of the championship, which I would potentially take. Um, if if we're picking ex-Wigan players, I'd pick Asgard. Asgard, for me, was literally their only beacon that they had yesterday. Um Esperton from Hull. Um, can't really think of any Rotherham player, Huddersfield player, Blackpool player that we'd want. I think I'll give a look at the Blackpool players tomorrow and see what we'd go from there. But I don't think that's where we need to be looking. We need to be looking at Premier Blackburn League. Or... No, I think Premier League. People, people who are struggling mm. to get in the first squads of Premier League, give them yeah. give them time. Look how well Amadiolas worked out for us. Um yeah. yeah. Well, there's a player at Blackburn who were rumoured to get, and he, you you might know him. He's got beard, longish hair, and during the Blackburn game, he kept going down. He was going down like a, like a is it maybe is it Dace? Like is it Dace Deuce? I think so. Yeah, we were rumoured to get him, and I'm, I was wondering if you'd take him. Uh, Dak. It was Dak. Um, probably not. Mm. He's he's he would be a replacement for Pritchard. Um, um, I don't think. I think Ben Berriton for Blackburn is pretty much where the majority of their goals are coming from, and I don't think they get yeah. rid of him. But you'd say that with Sunderland as well. The majority of Sunderland's goals are from um, Stewart, obviously, um, and he's only played half the games. Yeah, Ross Stewart's our top scorer, and he's played ten games <laughs> out of twenty-five. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's a yeah, yeah. yeah it's a strange, well, it's a strange well, world. Do you know what? 
Do you know what his first name is, Anthodak? No. I think you'll be happy. It's Bradley. Bradley. <laughs> Bradley. Diaz. So I, I think we as fans have very little say on who we want in at our club. I think we've got to trust Speakman to know what he's doing. And when we're flying as high as we are, we've got to trust that his recruitment policy and Mowbray's team, their game tactics are working and are going to work further into the season. So, there you go. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Trust the board to know what they're doing, and if they're not, then get on their backs. Um, we never know. The Stewart situation could be like an Alex Neal for us with strikers, but I don't. I think we need to keep them as long as possible. And yeah, that's about it. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm going to end the stream, um, and I'll put this on Spotify and stuff um, tomorrow, um, as soon as the downloads available. Um, I, oh, Bigfoot says I saw this rubbish about Roberto Firmino transfer rumor. Surely that was complete bollocks. I think so. Roberto Firmino is going to go to clubs like Lens. Um, by, no, what's it called? Mönchengladbach. Um, Napoli. He's, he's going to teams that have the big big name, the big brand in Europe. Nowhere else. Um, Hoffenheim. He could go back to Hoffenheim. That'd be interesting if he's on the way out of Liverpool. But yeah, he's not coming to Sunderland. That's bollocks. Um, yeah. So thank you. Good night. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Enjoy New Year's Eve tomorrow. Oh yeah, shit. Happy New Year. <laughs> See you on the Blackburn Blackpool game. <laughs>